Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in wa nusalli wa nusallim ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa ahlul aqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Allahumma ya mu'allima Ibrahim a'allimna wa ya mufahima Sulaymana fahimna. Allahumma faqihna dinak wa aghfir lana wa arhamna wa tub alayna. Innaka anta at-tawab ar-Rahim. Akluga. طيب, uh, we'll begin by starting uh, reminding the brothers and the sisters BNM. Uh, someone that's got a Kluga number plate BNM. Uh, the, the first three letters of it BNM. Please move your Kluga. You are blocking uh, someone in the car park. طيب. Uh, Subhanallah, um, I'm just filling in for Sheikh Nidal who is unable to make it today um, and uh, on short notice I came up with the idea of uh, principles and ways all the established ways of Allah Azza wa Jal for victory and success and this can be for both uh, the individual and collectively as an ummah so you can take it however you wish you can uh, implement what is said on yourself if you want to be successful, whether in this life or the next. Um, and then you can implement what is said and you know, put it on the whole ummah, the Muslim ummah today. Um, and you can analyze what's happened in the past and, and see how the established ways or the principles of Allah Azza wa Jal are always the same. And... To begin with, these principles or the principles of Allah Azza wa Jal are consistent and they don't change. So the principles of success and the principles of failure over the course of history are the same. Allah Azza wa Jal set the principles for success, set the principles for failure, the pathways for success and the pathways for failure and they will always be the same. They are a constant variable that does not change. What also doesn't change is the principle of Allah Azza wa Jal that there will be a struggle between good and evil and this will be to the end of time and this struggle will be to the end of time. Who knows when the struggle between good and evil began? The struggle between good and evil. When did it begin? Afwan? Yes, and? Iblis, right? When Allah Azza wa Jal commanded the angels and all the inhabitants of the heavens to prostrate and they all done so except for Iblis. And he showed his enmity towards and animosity towards Adam alayhi salam and he promised that he will lead astray as many as possible. So the enmity and the animosity and the, and the uh, struggle between good and evil is since the beginning of time, since Allah Azza wa Jal created Adam alayhi salam. And this will continue up until the end of time Allah, by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal. So the way, so we, ha- we said that the principles, I'll use that microphone. I can't. 
Try that, maybe. طيب. We said the principles. Is that better? Better? Okay. So we said the principles. Oh, sorry. We said that the the uh, the principle or the way of Allah Azza wa Jal that good and evil will be till the end of time in a struggle, in a constant struggle. That's established, and that's constant. It won't change. What is also constant and won't change is. Uh, the pathways to success and the pathways to failure because you now you have two parties you have the party of good and you have the party of evil one of them has to win one of them has to win one of them has to overcome the other what is amazing and what is again established is that the way you overcome or be overcome is established and Allah Azza wa Jal established both the pathway to victory and success and He established the pathway uh, to loss and failure and you can use any interchangeable words, Allah Alam. Allah Azza wa Jal says in Surah Al-Ahzab uh, regarding the munafiqeen that they will be humiliated and that Allah Azza wa Jal will uh, drive them out and they will receive a punishment. After these verses, Allah says, "Sunnat Allah uh, this is the established way of Allah Azza wa Jal with those who passed before. So Allah Azza wa Jal is informing that the end result of the munafiqeen is not a new end result. It's a result that was that is established by Allah Azza wa Jal for anyone that takes the same pathway will find the same result as the munafiqeen did. And the same thing goes with the believers يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَبِرُوا وَصَابِرُوا وَرَابِطُوا وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ For example, Allah Azza wa Jal says, or in another verse, وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ That the end result, the end result of this struggle is what? That the believers will be victorious and overcoming. So this is known. But what we have to know is what path do we want to take? And what does this path look like? Because what is being tainted or a lot of people aren't looking at today is the real pathway to success. And now let's talk about as an ummah because we, we know what's happening around the world. It's not, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a hidden secret. It's a given fact now. Everyone's waking up and sleeping to news that isn't necessarily pleasing to the ear or to the eye or to, or to the heart. You see bloodshed, the loss of human life, and and especially that this human life is sacred because the life of a believer is sacred. So then the question and the emotions start to arise: how and when and why and and all those questions. And how are we going to get to victory? And why aren't we seeing any sort of victory? And, and where is this victory going to come from? And so on and so forth. So questions arise and emotions are very high at the moment. But no one knows the right way. And sometimes you even have people that are looking in the wrong direction. Thinking that victory will come through uh, means. Because there's a, different, there's a difference between the means that are taken and the means that are sought after uh, to reach to victory and the pathway that you will reach victory onto. So there's a pathway and there's means. You have a road that gets you from here to down Punchbowl, for example. You have a road that gets you there. You use the car as a means to get there. 
You get, use the car as a means to get there and you have the, 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 the route that you take. Now you can't go the opposite direction and expect to find yourself in, in punch roll even though you're using a car. And it's the same concept. So you can, you can think, for example, that, that victory comes through numbers and, and, and people. And I'll, I'll get to that point. I'll get to all these points. Numbers or, or, or strength or, or wealth. You can have all that. But if you're not on the pathway that Allah Azza wa Jal wants you to be for success, then Allahu A'lam, this is not something that you will find. Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran, فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًا فَمَنْ تَبِعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا يَضِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran And if there should come to you a guidance from me Then whoever follows my guidance Will neither go astray Nor will he suffer And whoever turns away from my, my remembrance Then indeed he will have a depressed and a difficult life Now going back to the individual The individual sort of approach to this concept This verse this verse, Allah Azza wa Jal is telling you, there's a guidance, and it's going to come to you. You accept it, you're going to have a blissful life. You're going to have a, you're going to have a happy life. You're going to have a life of joy and bliss in this world and the next. And the one that rejects and, and turns away from this guidance is going to have a depressed, dark life. A depressed, dark life. There's, one path, there's two pathways, and there's one option that you choose. You choose at a crossroads to take that which Allah Azza wa Jal has given you of guidance, and you will find guidance, happiness, and joy, and success, and victory, or you choose to reject it, and you, you, ta you take the dark road down a very depressed and depressing alleyway. For the, the guidance and the pathway that Allah Azza wa Jal has set to happiness is known. The, gu the guidance, the, the pathway that Allah Azza wa Jal has set to bliss is known. It's upon you to take it. In the Quran, in the Quran, from the beginning to the end, and the teachings that we learn from the Sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, make it clear to us, make it very clear and very evident that success and victory are reliant on one very important factor. One very important factor, and then everything after that is just a set of means. It's just a set of means. And that very one important factor is that you are the true servant of Allah Azza wa Jal. That you, as an individual, are the servant of Allah Azza wa Jal. When you enact true servitude to Allah, then you will find that you are on the pathway to success, bliss, joy, victory, and happiness. When you put yourself on that trajectory of being the servant of Allah Azza wa Jal, facing the way He wants you to face, approaching he, what He wants you to approach, staying away from what He wants you to stay away from, then there and then, and there's nothing else. And there's nothing else. Be the true servant of Allah Azza wa Jal, standing on the boundaries of Allah Azza wa Jal, approaching the commands of Allah, and then everything else is just a means. Now, if you care about the Ummah, 
you care about what's happening around the world and you want to offer something. We said, you know, that it doesn't mean you, you attain victory and, and, and whatever it is through the means of wealth, the means of numbers, the means of power. All these are means. But it's not that which attains you victory and, 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 and success. Allah Azza wa Jal, you care about, who, who cares about the Ummah here? We all care about the Ummah. You don't have to raise your hand. I know that. We all care about the Ummah. We all ache and hurt to what's happening over there. But then, and on that note, it's not new. And it's not something that just happened. This is a struggle, again, from the beginning of time. And then the recent struggle has been around for what? how long? Who can help? How long has this struggle been around for? What, roughly 100 years? Since the... Sorry? It's, it's old. It's old. A few decades old. Yeah? The thing is, the thing is, it's not new. But what it is now is that the camera is there and it's showing us and we, we're experiencing it firsthand. We are seeing, we are hearing... And we are experiencing with them their pain. Like, you want change? Why are you disconnecting yourself from there like you're not there? You are there. And your change begins with you. Allah says in the Quran, Inna Allaha la ma Who can finish it? Anyone know? Hatta ma Until they change within themselves, from themselves. It starts with you. You want change over there? You want massive change? Start small, start with you, start small but it's big Because if every one individual here stood on the command of Allah Azza wa Jal Or approached the command of Allah Azza wa Jal and stood on his boundaries as he commanded Then you've got 100 people, 200 people, 300 people And everyone can take care of himself and it becomes a ripple effect And then like that you have change But to expect change by the means and only by means and then returning back to your Original life, like now we see what's happening, we go, we, we, we do a protest. And, and here again, I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm not in the position to uh, criticize. Okay, Again, everything that you take is a means to attain victory and success. And I'm not criticizing. But what does it mean that you protest and make your voice heard, but then you go back to your original ways of doing haram of not being the servant that Allah Azza wa Jal wants you to be and Allah Azza wa Jal said to us and taught us and told us how you will inherit the land how you will inherit authority how you will establish your religion within the land how you will attain safety this has been told to us if you open the Quran and you read, Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَيَسْتَخْلِفَنَّهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَيُمَكِّنَنَّ لَهُمْ دِينَهُمُ الَّذِي ارْتَضَى لَهُمْ وَلَيُبَدِّلَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ أَمْنِهِمْ خَوْفًا Allah says in the Quran that He has promised, and it's a promise by Allah Azza wa Jal. Because we all have this dream of a land that is governed by Islam, a land that is within is, is, is uh, the laws of Islam or the religion of Islam is established, established within. We have this dream of safety within. So you have a land for the Muslims and it's flourishing with 
with safety, it's flourishing economically, and it's, there's a lot of, it's just very cohesive, and it's a dream, but it's not a dream. It's a promise that Allah has promised. Allah has promised those the believers of you, the one that believe and do good. That He will inherit them the land, inherit them the authority of the land, and that He will establish their religion within, and that He will establish for them safety within. But on a condition, that they worship me. And that they and that they do not associate partners with me. So Allah Azza wa Jal has established for you. You want victory? طيب. There's victory awaiting you. But approach it the way you are told to approach it. Bani Israel were told to enter the blessed land. Musa alayhi salam told his people, enter the land and it's yours. Enter the holy land and it's yours. And, and the, the stories of the Qur'an are in the Qur'an to learn from. Just listen to the command of Allah. قَالُوا إِنَّ فِيهَا قَوْمًا جَبَّارِينَ No, Musa, we're not going to enter it because there's a tyrannical people in there and we're not going to enter. They're going to they're gonna kill us. They're going to they're gonna, uh, persecute us and, and oppress us and so on and so forth. We're not going to enter. Yeah, just the command of Allah is enter. Everything else is upon Allah Azza wa Jal. The command of Allah Azza wa is obey and the rest is upon Allah. We're not going to enter unless they leave. When they leave, we'll enter. They rejected the command of Allah. They were the two righteous, God-conscious people said, it's not how it works. Allah told you enter. So you enter. And have your reliance on Allah Azza wa Didn't Allah say, enter? Enter and that's it. They said, we will not enter. Go you and your Lord and, and, and fight. We're not going to go anywhere. We're going to stay here. You can go fight. You can go enter. We're awaiting until these tyrannical people leave. When they leave, we'll enter. The punishment came. Nomads. They were not given a land because they transgressed and they did not accept the command of Allah Azza wa Jal. So in this story is an example, is a lesson that if you approach the command of Allah Azza wa Jal and you stand on the boundaries of Allah Azza wa Jal, you are on the gateway or on the doorsteps of success and victory. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Al-Hudaybiyah, anyone know the story of Al-Hudaybiyah? In when he done a treaty with the pagans of Quraysh? Yeah. Uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wanted to do with his companions what? What were they wearing when they were approaching Mecca? Why were they going to Mecca to begin with? They were doing pilgrimage. Huh? So they were in the ihram. And they were there. And they were rejected. They weren't allowed to enter. They weren't allowed to enter. The pagans didn't want them to enter. Now the Muslims at that time, they were strong. It wasn't like in the time of the, the, the earlier times of Islam when they were being persecuted. No, they were strong. They had strength. They were capable if they wanted to, to enter. By force. By way of blood. If they wanted to wage a war against the pagans of Quraysh, they could have. And the Muslims were all ready. What did the 
what did the, the companions do when they knew that the Prophet ﷺ was going to make a pact or a treaty with the pagans of Quraysh? They didn't like it. They protested. How many of them? How many companions were there? Does anyone know? 1,400. 1,399 of them protested. The one, one companion didn't protest. Who knows who he is? Why do we know it's Abu Bakr? Because he's a Siddiq. He stood on the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal. He said, قَالَ اللَّهُ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهُ كَفَى That's it, it's enough. Is this the, this is the, the divine revelation of Allah Azza wa Jal? suffices me. The divine command of the Prophet Sallallahu it suffices me. I don't need to further think and, and contemplate this. The companions, the ones that protested, they did not protest because they wanted to reject the command of Allah. حَاشَ But they were hoping that the command would change from being don't enter and there's a treaty to let's enter. The Prophet ﷺ, when he seen this protest from the companions, he said, Halaka ashabi, my companions have perished. And, and because he's seen that they, they're taking a trajectory that, or, or a pathway that is not the pathway to victory, success, and bliss and joy. The Prophet ﷺ did not do this treaty with the pagans of Quraysh because he wanted to please the pagans of Quraysh. He did not do this treaty because he wanted to, he, 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 he was in a weak position. He did not do that. Did they harm him? Yes, they did. Did they oppress him in Mecca when he was in Mecca? Yes, they did. Did they go after him? Did they, did, they, did they drive him out of Mecca? Yes, they did. Did they seek to kill him? Yes, they did. Did they take him hostile? Yes, they did. Did they reject his call? Yes, they did. Did they, take him, did they go to war with him? Yes, they did. Did they kill the closest people to him? Yes, they did. Was there a reason for revenge? Yes, there was. Tayyib. Could the Prophet ﷺ at that time, if he wanted to take revenge, yes, he could have. And he was in a point of strength, not in a point of weakness. But he stood on the boundaries of Allah. He respected the sanctity of Mecca, that no blood is to be shed within Mecca, so he did not approach. When he stood on the command of Allah, on the boundaries of Allah, did not approach, held himself, and was the true servant and slave of Allah, who knows what surah came down? Inna fatahna laka mubina. The verse of the grand and the great opening of Mecca. Was it by way of sword? It wasn't by the way of sword. It wasn't by the way of bloodshed. The grand opening of Allah Azza wa came because the believers were true believers. They were servants. They were servants to Allah Azza wa Jal. They stood on the boundary of Allah. They took the pathway and the trajectory that Allah set for them for victory, bliss and joy. So again, you can do this and you can put this on an, you can, you can put this principle on an individual level. And if you do, you have, in order for it to be a communal thing and, and, and societal success and victory, it has to be individual anyway. So we, we all want change. We all have to individually change. So, and we have to look at ourselves. Are we where Allah Azza wa Jal wants us to be? Are we how Allah wants us to be? The, 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 yani, it's, it's a given fact that they've made a pact, they've aligned, they've allied themselves and they've agreed like a pack of wolves to 
finish their prey. And they want to finish their prey, that's it. Tayyib, they want to finish their prey. Is it because, do you think, is it because we're little in number? Thank you. Are we little in number? That the, the companions asked the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I mean, yawma idhin ya Rasulullah. Is it because, like, is other believers would they be persecuted and and face what they face in the in in the coming in the coming generations? Is it because they are little in number? That's what they thought of. They thought maybe it's because the believers will be outnumbered. I'm not going to answer what the Prophet answered. I want you to answer. Are we little in number? Now, now, are we? In, in the, how many Muslims are there in the world? Exactly. Bal min kathra. No, it's it's you're not you're not little in number. It's the opposite. You'll be min, you'll be many in numbers, but you'll be like the froth of the sea. Karutha is sail froth of sea. It looks massive. It looks big. Whoever seen froth of the sea will understand that. But a wave will take it and a wave will bring it. And you have this weakness in your heart. Allah will instill a weakness in your heart and remove the fear from the enemy or from the heart of your enemy. So they do not fear you, they do not respect you, and they do not expect anything from you. Yani now they speak about human rights. Where are the human rights? Where is the human rights? People are dying. Yani for someone to be the leader of what is supposed to be known as the superpower of the world. So cold-bloodedly and blatantly saying. We don't know that there are casual, casual, casual in, uh, 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 casualties or in, in, in Gaza, because we don't know that. How do we, yeah, there are casualties, but how do we know what the number is? They're claiming 7,000. They can claim what they want. They, they, they don't respect the human life like it's a human life. But the 40 babies that they claimed were dead, and there's no facts for that at all, they made it a fact. Yani, they're belittling you. They are absolutely disregarding your life like it doesn't matter. Why? Because they do not fear you. Because they do not have this uh, fear in their heart towards you. You know why? Because they don't expect anything from you. You know why? Because they know that you're not on the pathway that Allah wants you to be. Allah, the Prophet وسلم, says, إِذَا تَبَايَعْتُمْ بِالْعِينَ وَأَخَذْتُمْ أَذْنَابَ الْبَقَرِ وَرَضِيتُمْ بِالزَّرْعِ وَتَرَكْتُمُ الْجِهَادِ صَلَّطَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكُمْ ذُلَّ لَا يَنْزِعُهُ حَتَّى تَرْجِعُ لَدِينِكُمْ إِذَا تَبَايَعْتُمْ بِالْعِينَ عِينَ is a, a transaction, a ribawi transaction. Now, and, and it's not an explicit ribawi transaction. It's not like going and, and, and buying a house on riba. It's a, a transaction that looks legitimate, but it's not. Nowadays, people are dealing with Outright riba, Muslim, not Muslims. They're dealing with outright riba. Illa man rahim Allah. Ida tabayatum bilina, waraditum bil bilzara wa akhthum adnab albaqar. And if you're busy with your agriculture and your and your and your your your, your sheep and your cows and your cattle, and meaning that you're busy in your world, busy, caught up in your world, leaving the 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 core purpose of why you were created, the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal, too busy, too busy. For Allah Azza wa Jal and His religion, then Allah Azza wa Jal will uh, Allah Azza wa Jal illa sallat Allahu alaykum dhulla Allah Azza wa Jal will inflict you with the humiliation that will not be lifted. 
until you return to your religion. And it's a humiliation indeed that your lives don't matter, that the lives of bogus children matter. And this humiliation will not be lifted until you return to your religion. And that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate and the only way that you will return to honor, victory and success is that you return to your religion. And there are many stories and there are many examples and there are many ahadith that reinforce this idea. So if we all care, if we all want, if we worry, if we truly want for this ummah, bliss, victory, joy and success, then you must ask yourself, what have I done? And I don't mean what have I done because as in activism, may Allah bless, may Allah give you the, the, the strength, whether it's by, with your tongue or online, wherever it may be, by, by way of, of, of charity, in any form. But what's more important than all that is that you're on the right trajectory. You're on the right pathway that Allah Azza wa Jal has set. The pathway that is established from the beginning of time. The pathway that Allah Azza wa Jal said is the pathway to honor and victory in this life and the next. You look at yourself and you put yourself on that scale. Am I doing what Allah wants me to do? Am I being the servant that Allah wants me to be? Am I staying away from the haram that is around me? Have I been going to the masajid to worship Allah Azza wa Jal? And the list goes on. And then like that, you will know whether this ummah has a bright future or it doesn't. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to accept from us these words. And it's a, excuse me for any mistakes or shortcomings. Um, but... Uh, Subhanallah, it was on short notice. So, in any case, I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to ease the affairs of the Ummah around the world and to grant us victory, to grant us success, and to allow the suffering of the believers uh, to be eased. May Allah Azza wa Jal ease the suffering of the believers worldwide. And I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to rectify the affairs of this Ummah and to grant us leadership that will lead us to victory. And this leadership begins with every single one of us. أقول ما تسمعون وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه فيفوز المستغفر والسلام عليكم.